Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do you know how long I've wanted to interview you? Uh, two years. More than that. I'm kidding. No, no, much more than that. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, I remember bringing you, suggesting you to Marcus and the Wizard. Oh, sure, right. Almost four years ago. And, wow. And, and I remember we had it set up one time, but Marcus had gone to Vegas and got deathly ill. Oh, right, yeah. that's right. And literally, like, we were banging on his door in the morning, and he was out cold because he had taken some kind of sleep medicine or something. And we, I remember we got a, a, a message from from Melanie saying, guess what? Marcus is not going to be able to do that today. Please tell your brother I'm so sorry and all that. And I remember, man, I was like, damn, man, because your schedule is as crazy or crazier than mine is. Pretty much. No, I got it. I remember that very well. And then what? It, it's almost become one of these these things where it's like, all right, next Christmas, next Thanksgiving, <laughs> next holiday. Yeah. I swear we'll make yeah. cut the time and I, and and just for James's show, like I pinned James down, and that was a miracle in and of itself. True, yeah. But thank you so much. Oh, I'm listen. I'm honored and thrilled, and have wanted to do it for four years as well. It it means the world to me. It oh, really listen, does. I listen. I love. I listen. I'm such a such a fan of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, that uh, to even be a part of kind of the stories that you're telling is just I I'm thrilled and grateful so i appreciate it well you're welcome welcome. besides being my brother besides being your brother okay well i i'm sure everybody has the expectation of of all right he's gonna jump right into it there they were 1974 1976 right in the new house at 880 but i'm not going there right off wow i'm not pump the brakes a little i'm gonna pump the brakes and i'm gonna i want to go to a space because as as you know my big thing now with TNQ, it was really about that defining moment. Sure. Right? That, yeah. that pinnacle moment in a person's life where they something really courageous happens to them. Uh, that deeper rooted perspective of, of purpose, their mm. ability to embrace fear gets them and they're able to do this amazing thing. But the one thing I realized on doing 124 interviews at that level, you know, and with those people that had insane stories as you do, was that it wasn't a one-time thing. It was continuously over and over and over again. And for me, as I, you know, your life, much like mine and everybody else, are broken up into these sections for sure. So the section I want to go to where I believe there was this massive shift Mm. where you were like, you know what? I'm going to go after my dream and I'm going to really pursue it with vigor and relentlessness and that. And that's when you stopped doing the event planning. You went to work for the Hollywood reporter. You started doing events for them, but then you realized you had all this complete other talent behind it, which was to promote the event uh, through social media, which was to bring people together and to highlight their profiles. And you saw this, you, 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 you were able to, cause I remember, and I know I'm being long winded for everybody and everybody's like, shut up and ask a question. But I, this happens to me. You, you know, it runs in the family. Yeah. yeah, Literally. And I'm going to let you set you free here and say, but I like when you did the Atlantis opening in the Bahamas and you told me, or no, it was the Middle East, right? Was it the Bahama? It was the Bahama one. Both. Both, right? Yeah. Well, the Middle East one, there was 20, you trained 2,800 people, right? Mm-hmm. 
2,800 yeah. yeah. people that were going to service the party, the opening, all that, you trained. I remember saying to myself, my God, he's a master at what he does. But there was more to the party I always heard. There was always about the, the, the experience, the making people feel what the party was about. And so you had this greater depth to you. You go to Hollywood Port Reporter, you get there, and all of a sudden, Mr. Rutherford is born. Mm-hmm. Why? What was it about that moment in time that said, you know what? I am going to pr- pursue my dream of becoming uh, this world-famous male model, of becoming this personality, of becoming this activist, of becoming this person that is really about instilling that that greater ability to see in the future what you could become. Why then? I, uh, one, I love and appreciate you kind of setting it up that way. I wish it was as clear as that because <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I mean, in fact, that was not... Um, that was, uh, I certainly didn't have that awareness, um, huh. or that, um, that level of clarity, you know, to the, that there were steps that I was going to take. And, wow. um, so if you don't mind, like I'll take, let me take a step back mm-hmm. again. Thank you for saying that they're very nice and kind things that you were saying is yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't as sure footed wow. then, you know? So for me, um, just the pivot into events was something that I had fallen into, you know, and something that I, uh, it was like a duck to water. You know, I, what I've always loved people. I've always loved, um, working with people and learning about people and understanding people similar to you. And, and so for me, when I had stepped into events again, that was many years ago, you know, it's, I loved also too, is very different than what I had been doing before in the sense of when I was acting and modeling when I was, as you were, when I was a kid and, and into my twenties, you know, to step into doing events, you literally were doing something on the ground, so to speak. You right. Know, it's, and I did everything from, I was a PA, I was a grunt and I started from the bottom, which is again, it was the, to me, it's always some of the greatest experiences you can have because you are learning. Is PA production assistant? PA production okay, assistant. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and, um, so I did everything from understanding how to run cable to working with a florist to, how to rig something to uh, to really overall is like creating an experience. And, and what the listeners, what you guys need to understand is that we're not just talking like a local bar mitzvah. No. <laughs> we're, we're talking Oprah Winfrey's yes. 100 Most Powerful Women yes. of the Year event. Yeah, the yeah. Legends Ball. Yeah, yeah, the Legends Ball. So, yeah, I mean, literally, like, again, I was very grateful for the experience because it was something at the time when I started doing it, it was in between jobs. So it wasn't a true, we'll say career. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was great. Cause I, you know, for me with an event, there was always a beginning and middle and an end. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you almost like a, th- a three act play. Completely. That's like, wow. Completely. Wow. Yeah. You, again, sometimes you had a beginning and a middle and an end that took place in a few hours. Sometimes talking about things that I did, you know, whether it was a huge Hollywood premiere or working with Oprah or, opening the hotel in the Middle East. Yeah. It was, you'd there be there for weeks, you know, even just on the way over here, just because of the timing of the year right now, I, you know, talking, we were, you and I were talking about going to Super Bowl again yeah. this year. And for five, six years, I was, I worked on Super Bowls. I just want to tell you, I'm again, I'm so sorry for the Super Bowl party in San Diego. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and I have told that a little oh bit my God. in the past. And I, again, I was, I was ripe with some post-war experiences and I embarrassed you and I'm so sorry for that. So the funny thing is like, I'd forgotten about it until you just brought it up. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. So again, that. But again, yeah, yeah. you have these the experiences. magnitude. Of yeah, what you know, doing. and it's hundreds, thousands, and thousands and thousands of people. Let alone the money that goes into it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, so you you have these. What I loved about it was you could achieve something, and hundreds of people coming together, right, to create an experience. And you know, I loved that. I loved. You know, you're in a parking lot, you're in a dirt lot, you're in something, you know, you're in something and then you are creating something and building something. And so to me, and you're coming together and working with teams, right? you know, and sometimes you have the elements that don't work with for you, yeah. you know, whether it's rain or snowstorm or whatever it was. And, you know, because whether it was, again, working on a Super Bowl, you know, in San Diego, we literally created a village yeah. on a dirt lot. And, ha and then created, and the thing that I loved is you were, you, yes, people were spending money and it's the NFL and it's, there are some, we'll say wealthy people, but what I was working on was um, this NFL experience. Yeah. That was predominantly what I was doing. And, and it was something to, for families to do and something for the local communities to participate in. And, and that's one of the things that I loved about it. And so doing events allowed me to, you know, do something that was very tangible, you know, whereas with what I was doing before, whether it's creative or acting or modeling or something, it's, mm -hmm. yes, you're doing a job, but it was just this different way. You're showing up, you're, you're participating. So for me to do events, to kind of wrap around where you're going, like, how did I get to the Hollywood Reporter? So I was doing all these events and doing around the world and, you know, and, and, you know, participating with Oprah Winfrey and Nelson Mandela or whomever it might be, you know, it's, it's things that you do and that, that help shape you, you know, yeah. and the, what you're referring to is I realized what I was doing. There was value in what I was doing. Cause again, some people are like, you're a party planner, you yeah. know, what's, what are you giving back? Yeah. You know, when we were in South Africa and I was doing, I was helping Oprah, school, Oprah open her school for girls. That and, was the moment for me where I was yeah. like, holy shit, Eric, that's massive. That, man. that was, you know, besides again, it being, Oprah Winfrey and what she's done with her life and the influence that she has. And some people like her and some people don't, but it's undeniable though. We're, whatever uh, side sure. you're on, it's whatever undeniable. Side, she has made change. She's caused change Massive. and caused in many, many, you know, millions of people. And so to be a part of that, you know, what she was doing and, and where it affected me and in many different levels is, you know, you're there and you're in a country that has a history of apartheid. So I'm, I'm this white guy yep. coming over. And so I'm part of the events team, mm -hmm. you know, one of the leaders there. And one of the things that I had to do was because of this series of events that we were doing, whether it was, you know, this huge lunch or celebration dinner or New Year's Eve or whatever it might be. And, you know, everyone wants to rise up to the occasion. Yeah. And that's not the skill set that the majority, the people I was working with were men, we'll say. Yep, and, yep. and, um, with this one versus the Middle East, what you brought up is, you know, there were a couple hundred men and I was there to help kind of elevate their skill set. Right. And, you know, what I was told, and I, I was very respectful of I'm any sure. situation that I ever went in, you know, whether it was in the US or around the world or whatever it is. It, you, well, you understand oppression for sure. For sure. And, 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 
going in, you want to be respectful of the people that are there because, or how I always looked at it is I'm not going in there to tell you what you're doing wrong. I'm going into there to tell you what you're doing right and how you can actually be better at what you're doing. Yeah, man. It's because that to me has always worked. You know, you're going to get more response from people when you're kind of lifting them up as opposed to pushing, pushing them, down, them down, which we have a natural tendency to do, which is crazy. Again, you think out of the scope of it, you're going into a place where just the history of apartheid. Yeah. So my thing going in is, all right, how can I lift them up? Mm -hmm. You know, again, me looking the way that I am, I'm an American, I'm a white guy, I'm mm -hmm. coming in, I'm an older man, so to speak, I was in my 30s. And coming in and I'm working with people that I'm in your house. Yeah. But I'm coming to, because I want to be helpful. Yeah. And what ended up happening was, you know, we trained for eight hours a day, you know, to be better, to do better, to have an understanding. I taught them skills that they didn't have. And so it kind of, that kind of culminated in this New Year's Eve and you had everyone from, again, Oprah Winfrey, Mary J. Blige. I, and again, I forget the range right. of people that were there and, you know, and, um, and they all stood up and cheered and applauded these men wow. for what they had done. In and, essence, in applauding essence, you as well. Listen, it was, I helped. I was there. I led them to get to the right word because ultimately, and I've always said this to anybody that I've ever worked with in this capacity you know, we can train, we can meet, we can plot, we can put everything together, you know, ultimately though, you're the one that has to make it happen. For sure. You know, I can lead you there, but ultimately I've got, to, I'm letting you go to do what you need to do. You have to perform. You have to do it. And yeah. you know, and I always would, and so it's me, it's instilling, you know, in them, the confidence, yeah. instilling them, you're rising up to do this. And you know, you can have all these managers whomever you know everyone that's put this together but you you're the one and they were the ones that did it and they did it beautifully wow. and what ended up happening was you know they after it all was said and done and they got applause and again it wasn't but they knew they had done the job well yeah many of them broke down into tears i'm sure because and again this is where the a pivot for me started to happen is you know you know, you experience people and you, 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 hopefully you can have some kind of exchange. Mm -hmm. And with this, you know, I was able to give them something yeah. that was tangible. Right. That besides even just feeling accomplished or good about themselves, by giving them new skills, it'll actually allow them to get better jobs. It allowed Everything. them to earn more money. Everything. It allowed, it, it then influenced what they could do for their families, to do for their villages, do. So that's why they were crying because I had given them something that could affect them then for the rest. And not just set. them, the skill set. So we were having these moments. And again, these grown men and some were, you know, 20 years older than yeah. I was or whatever it is. And were so, you, were you, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, please but, cut me off. I was, but there, there's a, there's also a, you know, it's funny, there's some great ironies in Africa, right? And one of the ironies is, you know, in this South Africa, the land of apartheid, complete and utter uh, uh, modern day slavery, if you will, there's also a high homophobia that exists within the local populace. Sure. Right? Culturally, sure. it's built in. Were you nervous about that at all? Uh, you know, listen, in my travels, you know, listen, I, I sometimes I'm nervous in the US, so it's... I bet, <laughs> I, right, yeah. So, you know, it's... It's something that is, um, 
always a part of my life, but it's not something that I always think of, so yeah. to speak, because I'm just me. Yeah. Yes, we we did. We were prepped, you know, before we went over, you know, as part of the team. And, and I was going over to do a job. So it's, I'm taking all, I'm taking myself there. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't the only person that was over there. Um, but yes, you were conscious, you, and again, it, there was more um, concern against it for our safety, um, not necessarily because of how I identify, but just as Americans at the time and being white, yeah. so to speak, you know, yeah. that was probably more, more, more than me, scary, than me yeah. being gay, you yeah. know, which again, you as someone who's <laughs> literally traveled all over the world, freaking out, you know, places. Yeah. so you, yeah. but again, it's, you know, it's, I have to say, it's one thing, you know, from your experience that I have raised my level of awareness. And again, always trying to push forward a level of awareness just as a person, as yeah. a human, right? But you go into these different parts of the countries. Again, now fast forward to being in the Middle East, that's an element of as well. But it's also, do you want to be respectful? Yeah. Of cultures that you are entering into. Huge. And you um want to you, you're there to do a job and to we'll say assimilate in the sense of we've been we've been brought over to do this job and to do right. it well in their country and their, in their country in their subculture for yeah. sure so it's you do things with respect you do things with a consideration you kind of you know expand your awareness mm -hmm. and at the same time you're there to achieve something yeah so again you try to mix all that together and and still do what you need to do and yeah. do it well and and hopefully you have an effect and it was interesting being in the middle east and you know, it's, we were working directly with the Royal family and, yeah. and that is where I did have, it was like 2,800 people. And, and again, it was me and a team. I don't, I don't want to kind of give off that it was only no, me. I, I, I'm your brother. I'm you know, I appreciate it. No. And again, but I was leading this team yeah. and you work with who you, the people that you have the whole thing. And again, having an understanding of what you're showing up with and what you're also showing up to. Yeah. So that's massive. It was massive. Again, it's, also too, it's, I'm fascinated by other cultures and I'm yeah. fascinated by people who look at the world differently than I do. Yeah. So it's cause I think we, I've always believed this, you know, it's, we learn from each other and hopefully you can take that in and, 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 and grow and expand and also gain a better sense of self. Amen. That's so, exactly it. All right. So just to kind of go back to this, this pivot point for you. So now you, you, you've really mastered all of these skill sets within this particular experience that you're you're giving sure. people right and in a in a narrative in a theatrical con conceptual idea right that's what you're providing right and and now all of a sudden you're in this moment where it's like whoa i can take all of this and go down this very specific route towards becoming mr rutherford I, I, again, you, you're so wonderful to look at it that way. It's yeah. not how I was looking at it. Wow. I wish I had that clarity. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, and again, I'll wrap it back around is again, it runs in the family kind of <laughs> stories expand. So basically what ended up happening to Thank get God to that for the long form interview, big hello, right? <laughs> what ended up happening was kind of, I had all these experiences and was doing events around the world and again, making great money. And, you know, I was owned a house and I was in a great relationship and blah, blah, blah the whole thing. And, and 
you know, I built this reputation doing this, you know, and, and so what ended up happening was, you know, while I was doing these events kind of around the world, you know, social media began to expand, unfold, mm -hmm. become influential, used as a marketing tool, kind of all of these things. And so a lot of these agencies began to focus on, you know, using social media as a branding tool and yeah. how to communicate with people and marketing and the whole thing. And so that was happening concurrently while I was doing this. And then, you know, the Hollywood Reporter reached out to me because they had just done a rebrand. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, know what the Hollywood Reporter is, it, it has been a, a trade magazine in Hollywood. Yeah. That was a daily trade magazine for years. Long time, right? Long time, as well as Daily Variety. And so what ended up happening is they did a rebrand. Um, someone came in and did a re rebooted and it became this very glossy, beautiful magazine that came out weekly. And while they were doing it, they then started working with different luxury brands and the whole thing. And they started doing events and the whole thing. And they're expanding so quickly, they needed help. And I had already been doing kind of branded material, right. you know, marketing campaigns and things like that. Who was that one? Foursquare was the name of the uh, yeah. A Square Group. A Square. That was the first, and that was the biggest. Yeah. With that, that was the first kind of major campaign, social media camp or yeah. marketing campaign that I did with the Gap. So oh, I did I this. Remember that? Yeah. So I man. ended up. The biggest thing was we ended up doing a hundred events in ten different cities in three months. Those pop-up stores. That, well, no, we, with this it the, one, it was we. What we did is we went to, we'll say, cool boutique hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we rented the penthouse, and then we at at that time we didn't call it this, but we did these influencer yeah. kind of cocktail parties, where we had kind of influential people. At that time, it was focused on women, and we hosted these events. We invited people in, and they were, for that it was for denim. Yeah. But from that, you go, again, it was me being with people and right. I was experiencing people. And it, I, that's what's always kind of got me excited about is, again, meeting different people and having these experiences. So I was doing that, did everything from Gap to Levi's to Gucci to whatever. And so I had this experience with social media. But that is why I got on social media, not to become this <laughs> this caricature or this person, Mr. Rutherford. Well, it was literally so it was like, you know what? I better know what I'm doing. <laughs> When I'm talking to a client, I, 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 what's amazing is what happened though. I mean, it's, yes. it's absolutely one of the most remarkable things that I've seen. And, and obviously I, I've been on social media for probably as long and, and in different contexts and different ways, but man, it was pretty remarkable to me that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we, I was immersed in this whole concept of you know that you were you know becoming kind of this face for for marketing in hollywood and this the, this this periodical that was giving people a new perspective online right and that's what really social media was doing sure. it was giving us a new perspective right a perspective that was you know more tolerable more uh was more enjoyable was more rapid Right. And all of these things. But but now all of a sudden, you know, you start moving into this space where, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, what I'm trying to find an amazing one, one that just completely, you know, you know, where where these 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 whole different things where you're in these, you know, you're 
like this. This was always one of my favorite. You know, you're showing up at the Tony Awards. You're dressed to the nines. You're, you're all of a sudden. In, yeah, that was a partnership with Nordstrom. Right, and you, you like here. This I always show this to the friends who are like, your brother's so good looking, and I said, well, look at this one, you know, and you start to see these things where all of a sudden now you're the brand. So what's that like? Well, what ended up happening was, again, it was a series of things just like life, right? Mm -hmm. Again, it, what, I, I wish I had that clarity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, so I was at The Hollywood Reporter and again, loving what I was doing because I have always been a fan of Hollywood and, and movie making and, and the actors and the directors and everybody that goes into making a film. Yeah. And again, it's a team effort. You know, and, and then being at the Hollywood Reporter, you had some of the greatest photographers, writers. I, again, it, it was it was a it was a high for me. It was a great moment for me. But what had started to occur for me is like I was showing up to do a job. Mm -hmm. I had lost kind of any of the the joy, the discovery. It was me. It was becoming. There was no creativity. It was me checking boxes. Yeah. To get a job done. Again, I still showed up and did my best, and I've always prided myself on that. And but there was something again, you know, and I, I, I didn't want to be the guy that, you know, and I was already into my mid forties when this was happening. I didn't want to be the guy that said, looked back and said, I wish I had. Yeah. Huge. And, and while at the Hollywood reporter, you know, I, again, had created this presence in online and let me ask you real quick. I just sure. want to interject cause it's in that pivotal moment of making yeah. a decision. Were you in a midlife crisis at all? No, it, it was no. It wasn't necessarily a crisis that had happened. It that's was, a wrong word. No, no, I know what you're saying. A, a midlife shift. Yeah, I, I felt it at my forties. I mean, I know all my friends. For, yeah. Well, yes. Well, let's just say you know. Again, I owned a beautiful home. I had a fantastic job. I had yeah. a great reputation. I was in a wonderful relationship. A lot of I had a lot of great things, mm -hmm. you know, we'll say on the outside and, and as well as on the inside. But for me, again, it was I felt there was something lacking, you know, hmm. and and I couldn't put my finger on it. Hmm. Wasn't quite sure. But it was just there was just something and something more. And again, was it a was it a big void? Was it a little void? Was it a, a void? Looking yeah. back, it was a big void. Okay. Then it was a we'll say it was a we'll say it was an element. It was a, something that I was aware of. Okay. And daily. Yeah, daily. Well, and again, not necessarily because I was still showing up to work. I was still showing up to my relationships. I was still you know I was, again I was all those things. Yeah. You, I was still doing well. But there was something again, you know, listen, I, I, I believe every day you, you wake up and you set intention for the day and, mm -hmm. and you can shift how you look at the day in the blink of an eye, yeah, you know, absolutely. and, and you, you were, we're capable of that a hundred percent. And I've always felt that way. And yeah. sometimes some days are easier than others for, <laughs> for sure. And again, for me, what ended up happening was I had, I had brands starting to reach out to me. Not just from to hire me to produce the event, but to me to host the event. Yeah. So there was a slow shift on how I was perceived in the industry, and not necessarily Hollywood, but just in the we'll say in in that we'll say in this space in this. Now, as we look back yeah. at this, it's this influencer space, right? Right. 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 The the beginnings. The of beginning. It. Yeah. And and what I represented, you know, I was older. Yep. I carried myself a certain way compared to someone else, maybe in their twenties. You know, the kind of the big, again, it wasn't necessarily stuff that I was doing or, or consciously doing, but 
I had salt and pepper colored hair. Yeah. And I had someone walk up to me in Hollywood, again, very Hollywood kind of Moment. statement. Yeah. They said, oh my God, you're trending right now. And I was like, what the hell's that? Yeah, what's trending? I was like, I'm trending. Does that mean I'm going to be over in a, you know, in yeah, a matter yeah. of a second, in a few <laughs> minutes? And they said, listen, you know, at that moment, older men will say, and with my colored hair, were being recognized as, you know, attractive or <laughs> they weren't necessarily dead with gray hair. Right, right. You know, or the you know, silver fox. The silver was, fox. Was, it was a was, whole moment. Yeah. And so that happened. So I was getting more people, more brands were reaching out to me. Um, that person that said that to me then had said, well, we want to bring you in for this thing for Cadillac. I was like, no, 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 that's my thing. And then after I turned her down, all of a sudden I went, well, wait a second. If I'm saying there's something missing in my life, yeah. doesn't that mean that I need to be open to, 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 new, some, things. to new things coming to me to help change that? Were you were you nervous about being in front of a camera like that? I mean, you know, the, I, I mean, because there's nothing that makes an individual more self-conscious than to be on the other side of a professional photographer. People are investing significant amounts of money into you representing sure. their brand. And, you know, and, and trust me, there's plenty of people in the world that are like, what are you fucking kidding me? These models and all this bull and this. Uh, and what I say to them is try it. Just all right, go I, 100%. spend one, one day, yeah. one nine, 10 hour day, yep. having person tell you to move your arm two inches, move your head two inches, do this. All right, make sure the clothes. And then I, just, I, and, and, and listen, I'm, I come from a very arduous background. Sure. And I come from that one as well, sure. too. So I can tell you it's not, it's not, easy well, to do I, at all and it's certainly not easy to do it with distinction where you separate yourself from everybody else well thank you you know i i think going off that again you and i both have this experience of where we were in front of the camera and so you do learn certain things and listen also too it's i thank our mom and dad every day like yeah. i look the way that i look because of them and the only thing is i do is i maintain it i, yeah. I try to do it as well as i can <laughs> but again it, it you know it's and i've always been conscious of that you know it's I, I i'm no better than or better looking than or than anybody else but i know i know who i am and i know what i am and i know what i look like when a camera takes a picture mm -hmm. you know i have to say i've i've also been able to hide yeah behind the way that i look for mm -hmm. many years you know know many people because also it's very quick and easy for me to smile yeah what behind, are you hiding from Listen, many times it was self-loathing, loss, yeah. depression, you know, thinking that you're a piece of shit, mm -hmm. you know, that your story, that your life doesn't really matter. I mean, again, not getting off two track, but again, it's so I was always aware that I, I looked the way that I looked um, and that I could use that. And so when this started happening, you know, again, it, it was it was easy. It was, I won't say it was easy as riding a bike, mm -hmm. you know, but it was something that, and it happened rather quickly where I went from being behind the camera for many, many, many years to yeah. all of a sudden I was being asked to step back out in front. Now, again, this was part of a pivot that was happening and it was, and I've always been a believer in. And what know, years was this? Oh gosh. At this point, this was 
um, maybe five years ago. Yeah, yeah. F six years ago when it started, but five, about five years ago. Yeah, 12, 13. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, when I was a kid? No, no, no. Oh. Well, 2012. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah. it was, oh. Probably before that. Was, though, no, right? earlier. No, I mean later, actually. Really? Yeah, because it's so much of it is marked too. So, it, it, well, it's it is, all time stamped. Right, right. And it's all like, I got to social, I got to just Google it. So again, it was a series of things. Again, it was at the Hollywood Reporter. Brand started reaching out to me. I had this kind of epiphany or awakening that something was lacking in my life. So in about a year, and again, I believe in a higher power. I believe God, however you want to reference it, yeah. whatever it is, I believe, you know, you get tapped on the shoulder, you get, you get your attention signs show up. What Again, however you want Door to look at it, open. things were happening. Mm -hmm. And this this one woman approaching me and saying this thing about training and whole Cadillac. And again, me all of a sudden going, you know what? I, you know what? Just do it. Just show up. I didn't get the job, but she ended up talking to an old agent of mine. So then they said, why don't you come in and talk to us? Mm. I was still at the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody I went and did this. Yeah. So they, and I was, I was not interested because also too, I left the industry because I had ended up the negative that comes from the industry in the sense of self-doubt about yourself, the value you have, your self-worth. Why is that so layered into it, man? It, listen, is it's, it the rejection that you go up against and that you don't rate or? Well, it's, you it, have to think. So you could be the most talented person in the room and still not get the job. Yeah. And the way you and I were raised by our wonderful mother and father is a great work ethic. Yeah. You work hard and you find success. You achieve a level of success and you keep working, you show up and you work and expand more and more. And in that industry, you could be, again, the best looking, the most talented. You could be perfect for the job they're looking for and you still not get the job. Yeah. So at a certain, is that because of nepotism? Is it because no, of I, what I, producers see I, differently I, or directors I, or? Know, listen, it took me years to get to the point. It's, yeah. and again, having friends that were casting directors and producers and the whole thing. Yeah. It, but it's like any job, you could have the qualifications, but there's more than just you involved involved. And that's a critical thing that we all have. Any job you show up to it's, you know, you may have an amazing resume. You may have incredible work experience. Your personality might not be, be right for the team that you're and as well as you know about i mean oh building a God. team well I, we see this all the time in our world right sure. veterans get out of the the military they're in this transitional phase and they show up and their resume looks like the greatest thing since white sliced bread yep and then they get in they first day on the job they look over at the person who's across from them who's on their team or whatever and they're like what are you doing you freaking knucklehead that that's unsatisfactory they blade hand him and hr's like what just happened there's a complaint next thing you know they're in the office and the guy's going why did you call that person an asshole to yeah. your face well what do you mean i, I didn't <laughs> yeah but that's just it that's right, that's right. you you can show up to a job again you're all prepared you're perfect i mean i listen to there at a certain point and again it's when you're choosing to be in that industry, again, yeah. any industry, you're making choices, right? Yeah. You're taking responsibility for those choices. We got into the industry because of our mom. She wanted yeah. us to be well-rounded, which again, I'm forever grateful for that. You know, but what you have to learn eventually, and it takes a while to learn, and some people never learn it. It's like, yeah. you may not get hired just because of the color of your hair. Yeah. But because they've already hired someone that is brunette or blonde or whatever it might be, and you come in and they want someone that 
has a different look or something. Again, it doesn't mean you're not good or not good enough or have the talent. It's just they that's not what they were looking for to because they're looking to create success, mm -hmm. right? In this industry, though, you're going in thinking like, I have everything that it takes to be successful and still not get picked. So let me ask you a question. on this. Sure. I, I, what you're saying is fascinating, right? Because it's about that self-confidence piece. It's sure. about the self-awareness piece. Yes. Well, so as as this is you're experiencing this in, and all of a sudden now you find this avenue of social media to actually craft you and your brand and the way you want and how you want. Isn't it why we've seen such an explosion in social media and the power of it? Because people can can they they can be their own yes. judge, their own crafter. They can create their own narrative based on anything they want. And if people like it, they'll follow. If they don't, they won't. Absolutely, and that's what it is. Listen, that's one of the. I am such a proponent of social media and what it's done. You know, I, I again, I think there's many, many, many negatives to it for sure. Yeah. But I think the positives for me, this is my opinion. Anything that I ever say is yeah. my opinion. I know that go, can go without saying, but again, some people. You got a reinforcement out in that world, man. Yeah. Cause I, 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 like my favorite is like now I'm all the all the people trolling your identity. Oh, my that. God. Like I'm getting, I'm literally getting, now they're sending me the emails, right? They're saying Eric's identity has been yeah. you know, stolen oh That's overseas. Right. I mean, right. that one was legit. That person sent in like four emails to me. And I was like, my God, he needs to see this. And you're like, dude, that, that's like the fifth one this week. It happens so, a lot. Right. So the, the component of all this growth and this exposure, yes, it, it seems like it, it it's fulfilling you, but there's also, it's at a cost too. So, you know, listen, again, for me, social media, kind of going back to where it, it, the pivot that was happening, mm -hmm. again, it's timing. And I was, I had a level of awareness that I was, things were showing up in my life, windows were opening, doors were closing, whatever. And again, in the span of a year, this started happening. I ended up going back with my old agent because they said, listen, what's wrong with making an extra 50 to $100,000 a year? Nothing. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I also said to them though, is I still have a full-time job and I actually had my own private clients still. Right. I respect what you do for a living, the team at the time. I also want that in return that I'm not just sitting around waiting for a call to go meet someone for an audition or whatever it might be. It's, I will work with you and I will bend over backwards to make us all successful, but you also have to understand what I'm doing right now. I still have other jobs, other roles that I need to fulfill that are paying my bills. And this was so, happening across the whole industry, this cataclysmic shift well, of, of control and, 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 and branding you people becoming the brand blogging had taken off. It was For sure. massive web, web blogging, sure. web stuff. I mean, people, uh, representatives, you know, that weren't your traditional representatives sure. promoting things. I mean, this was really a, a dynamic shift. And for you to recognize that that was a big deal. I didn't though. That's crazy. Again, I, I, I didn't because I, I will say it came, I yeah. saw it come, but again, for me, because I was coming into this, we'll say from a different angle. Yeah. You know, again, never looking for this, never expecting it. Again, my age, you know, whereas I've got friends now that are, you know, in their 20s, 5 million followers, 6 million followers, whatever it is, they've been doing it as long as or longer than I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they've been able to build. And right. again, 
from what social media has provided to them. Again, it's a marketing tool. Yeah. Again, it, but again, I or I shouldn't say that. It, it is used as a marketing tool, but it's also used as a way to communicate. It's a way to connect with people. It's a way to build, you know, find your village, so to speak, yeah. your, your tribe, your your chosen family, whatever you want to talk about. Right. It's a way to self-identify, yeah, you know, man. that we really haven't had before. And again, through that, to, to kind of find yourself, you know, create how you want to communicate with the world because it is a public platform. You know, it's... It, it brings many pluses to people and people again and find great success at that time when i came into it i had zero clue that this was would happen for me yeah and would never assume that would never expect it but for me it was a path yeah. it was a you know it allowed me to pivot at 47 years 46 years old 47 years old to all of a sudden to open up a new chapter in my life and as many people and i had things written about me and interviewed about me and again it was a renaissance that i never thought would happen in my life yeah. i thought i was on track and for me, you know, people, the joke stuck in a rut, rut, Rutherford, yep. you know, all the time that I thought I was not, I was not going to get out of it, that this was going to be my life. And then in the span of that year, these things started happening. I literally, I signed with that agency and I booked a job two days later. Mm -hmm. I also uh, lost my job at the holiday reporter. Yep. My relationship ended. I sold my house and all of a sudden I was alone living in a rental didn't have a job, you know, luckily I had money and savings, you know, and, and, and the, yet these opportunities were being presented to me. And in that time, in that moment, I went, I was like, screw it, go for it. Do you think that, uh, again, going back to that divine intervention of life is, you know, you had to experience once again, all of these very painful things sure. because, you know, I mean, you were in a relationship for 16 years, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that is devastating in and of itself. Sure. Right? Now, all of a sudden, this great job that you had enjoyed at now, all of a sudden, you, bye, thank you very much, <laughs> you know, and you're, you're on your own, you're living in by yourself and, 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 you know, being bi-coastal and I wasn't bi-coastal. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. had just gone, you were just in LA still, right? Yeah. That was right? a primary. Yeah. That was primary. Right. I, you know, it also created in my mind. I have to also yeah, I want please. to say just so for those of you who are listening, it was also one of the darkest, uh, hopeless, you know, kind of moments in my life in the sense of, you know, you, we are raised, mm -hmm. you know, to have these goals or these dreams or, or even society culturally, right? You like mm -hmm. to be in a, a loving relationship, to own a home, to have a roof over your head, to have food on the table, kind of, kind of core basics, right? Or even yep. American dream, whatever you want to refer to it. I had all those. And then all of a sudden they were gone. Like that. Gone. It, and again, it's, it was, I remember for the first six months of this all happening and it, it, it happened quite quickly. And I would go home. And again, this is the first time I was alone mm -hmm. for 16 years. Yeah. So your behavior, your sense of self, you know, you are with someone, you know, your family and you have how you relate to life, how you even just as simple as like dinner. Everything. I, I would come home and open the door and sit in my living room. And sometimes I was just paralyzed. Yeah. Because I didn't know what was I supposed to do now? Okay, well, I'm not, we don't, I don't, I'm not cooking for two. It's, I'm alone. I'm single. 
that idea of being single, mm-hmm. how the world relates to you, how you relate to the world, you relate to yourself. And then getting ready to step into, we'll say, and at the time I didn't even consider it as a career, yeah, but step into a, a, a chapter of my life. I didn't know what it looked like. And so it's, and the thing about social media too is it, it naturally pulls you in to become more and more authentic, more and more vulnerable, more and more available. Because there's a certain point where the people that are paying attention, they want more. Well, you know, the thing is, and a yes and no. Yeah. And what I would say to that is, and again, you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And I, people come to me all like, again, cause I'm, we'll say one of the oldest people or or what I, you know, there's not a lot of people my age doing this, yeah. so to speak, or finding success or however you want to look at it. So I get questions. I get asked a lot of questions and how do you do this? Or what do I do this? I don't feel comfortable with this. And again, it doesn't matter your age. For me, you, you have the control of what you put out there. Mm-hmm. You can shape it. You can shape the message, so to speak, however you want it to be. You can post as often as you want. You can post as little as you want. You can, you and I were just having a conversation, like finding that line of what you're willing to share with people mm-hmm. publicly yeah, and what you're not keeping for yourself, keeping private, keeping behind the camera, behind, you know, the platform, so to speak. And again, you, it's, it's however you want to make it, you know, it, especially in you, you, however the control that you want to put out there. You know, and, and and when I came into this space, it was less about being authentic. It was more to me how I saw it. It was again people look for, how badass my life is. Look how amazing <laughs> my life is. Is that again? And that's what it yeah. was. And what has happened over the course of the last few years is, as more and more people get on social media or participate, as more and more we'll say culturally, as we become more aware you can smell people's BS, man, you know? And, and so the audience, that's the one amazing thing. Sorry to cut you off, but that's the one amazing thing that I think is really the, the unintended results of this much information about this many people. Our bullshit meters are, are getting really dialed in, man. People aren't stupid. (laughs) You know, it's, they might not have, factual information about one particular train of whatever or sure. scientific backgrounds or whatever, but man, they got their gut is what keeps them alive every day. And that gut, yep. that, that gut becomes, well, you, tr- you, and you know, you said something earlier, I was doing a panel I don't know, a few years ago and I was speaking to an audience, it's a couple hundred people and there are five or six of us up there. And so I'm giving my experience and um, young lady in the audience, she goes, well, so what does fame, what does being famous mean to you? You know, and we're all having, I kind of shared my experience and certainly my experience comes from being in Hollywood and the whole thing and what yeah. that means. And, you know, I grew up in a certain age and what that is and Hollywood movie stars or yeah. TV stars or, you know, musicians or whatever it was. And, and then someone, again, young lady on the stage, probably 24, 25, she, I can't remember if she was at Yahoo or somewhere or Buzzfeed or something, whatever. And she goes, listen, fame doesn't mean what it used to mean. And people are like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And she goes, we make people famous who we want to make famous. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Very fascinating she goes, comment. She goes, the way we used to be fed who we want to make famous. 
you know, whether whomever, right? Pick a stalker, any Brad stalker, Pitt, whoever you want to, 60s, you know? 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, okay, yeah. whatever it is, you know. Today, because of social media, and we now can pick and choose who we like. Yeah, going back to what you said. Yeah, who we decide to follow, who we decide to support, and it may not be who we're being told to or fed to, or you know, the corporations are saying or whatever it is. It's who we choose to be famous and follow and support and comment on and and repost and you know whatever it is and and in that moment i was like oh my god you're so right yeah i had never thought of it that way and again this was a few years ago so that actually began to shift for me i'm always appreciative grateful Anytime someone, Mr. Rutherford, Mr. Rutherford. Yeah, Mr. listen, Rutherford. I get stopped on the street quite a bit. I, I, I both, People follow both me. in LA and New York. I've sure. been with you multiple times. It's awesome. You know, it's, again, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, when you get hired to do a job, I'm, you know what? I'm always grateful mm-hmm. and I'm going to show up and do my best. If you choose to follow me and participate and share in this journey that we're going on and then I am grateful every day, you know, and I take a great, um, I, it's a great, it's a responsibility, you know, and I, and I, there's, and I don't take it lightly, you know, and again, because there are so many people that are doing it now that are sharing. And again, different capacities, some people just to share, some people are doing it. Some people have made careers out of it. And again, I have such a respect for anybody who participates because the the positive and the negative that goes along with it. So when you're, if you're participating, choosing to participate with me along this journey, you know, I'm going to show up and do my best. And it's a, t- you know, again, to your point, talking about modeling, it's like, well, standing in front of a camera. Well, no, sometimes it, it's so much more than that. Just like this is so much, I, some of my friends or again, most of the majority of my friends that I know that are doing this again, some have 50,000 followers, some have a hundred thousand followers, some have millions of followers. They're some of the hardest working people that I know, because you know, the second you post something, share something, as you know, yep. it's old, it's done you got to do something else. You got to do something else. And this is content creation, content creators. Exactly. (laughs) It's like such a, you know, it's, it's so key, you know, and that to me, again, going back to this pivot that happened, it began to answer some of the questions or doubts or things that I felt were missing in my life in the sense of you now have an opportunity in my late forties, I can recreate my life. I can shape it for however I want. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's ups and downs and some days are better than others. And, and, and I still, you know, sometimes I work with incredible brands and then all of a sudden I see a few months later, like they've hired somebody else. Yeah. That's just, it's the nature of life. Right. But what has happened is, you know, and to you kind of referenced talking about activism is listen, our, everyone goes, th- goes through things in life. I believe that and everyone has pain. It just might look different. Well, that's the one unifying thing across all cultures is that we are able to share our pain. Absolutely. And have an appreciation, unless you lack empathy or whatever. For sure. You know, but but most of us. Yes, for sure. Listen, I also have to say, I think people, at the end of the day, people always, you can identify or connect with people. People want to be seen, Mm -hmm. you know, valued. They want to feel some sense of love, whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. And even if that is just being valued, that their being, their self, their existence is there is value there, and I see you. So you know, I, for me, in doing this pivot, it's yes, it's it's allowed me to earn a living. 
And again, some days are better than others. Amen. It's the grind. What I've also taken it upon myself is, you know, is I, listen, I grew up in the eighties, you know, right. Well, let's say 70, I was born in 67. That's my age. Um, <laughs> you do the calculations. Uh, you know, I listen, as we all go through our journey, we all experience things. I experienced a few things and few things, few things. Yeah. And that shaped me as a person, you know, and, and, you know, I knew and going through this platform, you know, I started getting messages and people asked about, you know, I've been sober. I've been sober over 30 years. That's what I love, brother. Thank you. God bless you. And, um, and I was pretty fucked up. Yeah. We'll say until I got sober at 21. And so I would people reach out about that, you know, and people would DM me and people ask me questions, whatever. And so again, I, I've taken part of this journey and this, this platform that I've been given and I work at or whatever to be very open about that because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have someone that I could connect with, someone that I could look up to, that I could look to that their life, yeah, maybe they've gone through a struggle or struggles mm -hmm. or continue to go through struggles, but they're still showing up every day yeah. and they're still finding some positivity or a lot of positivity and they're still able to give back and and so that has been become a part of my activism, if you want to look at it that way. And, and to share and to offer people strength. And, and, and sometimes it's, listen, I started doing these Tuesday talks. Well, that's what I've got right yeah. here. Hello. This, this was a big pivot moment. It was a pivot moment for me because I had someone, my partner right now, and one more day, one more morning, you know, like I shot a bunch of content and it was another, we'll say pretty picture, as he said. And he looked at it, he's like, listen, I'm bored. I'm bored with you. It was like a gut punch. That's heavy. I mean, you could say anything else. You could call me, you know, and ask whatever it is, right. you know. But for someone to say, I'm you're, you're I'm bored with you. Yeah. You're boring. It got my attention. Yeah. And I knew what he meant. It's funny that, that James did that because Jonna did that to me last summer. Same thing. You get it. She says, you, you know, you, you spend so much time adhering to this very small niche that you know you're going to be that you're going to have an impact which is the veteran base sure. the first responders all that that's a given you're there it's time for you to start to explore other possibilities within you well i've always said that about you yeah you know to me it's you know i have such a respect for you and for what you're the guys that you've been on the teams with and what you all go through let alone just the training mm -hmm. but then what you do obviously in the world and, and for the country and everything and that I've always, and again, you've developed, this is what you do. You've, yeah. you've, you go to different companies, you've helped kids, you've helped men and women, you help literally this team building and the sense of leadership and self-confidence. And, you know, and even now talking about bullying and in your new book, you know, it's, but I've always looked at you as your, the people that you can reach or touch or have influence on is so much broader. It's scary though, isn't it? Hey, is it? it I though? think it is because for me, it's not. Well, I, well, obviously, I mean, you're now these Tuesday talks have become a massive component in the expectation that you're going to get on and you're going to talk about positivity in a way that's much more authentic, much sure. more open. You're going to share stuff, your reflections of your week, and you're really going to help people, uh, you know, as this, not only a buffer to uh, those negative outside influence, I call it the negative insurgency, right? But also as a buffer internally. Sure. Right. Yes, for sure. And, and, and that for me is the real fascinating 
piece, right? Because, you know, there's always a, a component of, of you and I that I look at you and there's this, you know, I, it's, I'm, I'm eight years old and you're my superhero. Sure, right? right. Right. And, and so, you know, and then, you know, watching, you know, and, and being able to reflect on what it must've been like being gay in the 1980s in Boca Raton, Florida, moving out to LA in, in, in 89, 90, 85, 85. That's right. Sorry. I was off. I was thinking about me and, 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 and having addiction issues and then getting into one of the most cutthroat industries that exists on the planet, man, I'm like, my God, this guy is just a glutton for punishment. And then you go through this, this growth process. That's just massive to where you're seeing this. But now you're coming back and exposing all of these things, you know, your childhood trauma, sure. your the challenge with how mom and dad dealt with you being gay, our relationship. Sure. All of these things are finally coming out to a space where you're like, OK, I'm going to talk about these things. Well, well, again, I, I'm I'm such a. One of my mantras in my life has always been, you know, again, we all experience things, yeah. journey. It's the journey we're on. I believe that, again, there is you, no escape from there, suffering. No, not. Well, I, I, I believe, you know, I was just saying this to John the other day. It's and we were talking about it again, whether you believe in God or your religion or your faith or whatever it is, I believe in a higher power. Amen. And I believe we are souls and we are put on this planet to go through the journey that we're supposed to go through mm -hmm. it both evolving as ourselves our own souls but also to affect those that are around us right yeah man that's so, the key and and to me that is part of the responsibility that we have as human beings mm -hmm. and so for me i have always felt if you survive something and can thrive from it it is your responsibility as a human being to share with others because one so often what have i have experienced and certainly what i went through when i was having these moments in my life. And then once I got through them is the level of loneliness and the darkness that consumes consumes you. And, and then from that, the shame of it and, and the, and the lack of faith. And, and then again, it dives into so many other things. And so for me with, again, I, I, I know many people, there's, uh, many other people have gone through what I've gone through and, and I'm only sharing from my experience. You know, I felt a responsibility because I did survive. You did. You know, and I, and I, it's, listen, it's, I've stumbled along the way for sure, but I've also, I'm still here. I'm not dead. Yeah. And it's, it kills a lot of people. For sure. I just, I just had someone I knew just did, they committed suicide. I'm sorry, brother. Thanks. It's, again, it's, it is part of life and it's, that's where it, it, it that is their time. You know, and it's something I'm also very gotten as I've gotten older. Certainly it's something I'm very aware of. It's you don't always have tomorrow. Mm -mm. So what are you going to do today? So for me and talking these Tuesday talks, again, being told I'm bored with you and bored with what you're doing, it just pushes you forward. And so for me, it's, you know, I'm such a proponent of to share what you've gone through because again, I, I know for me, you know, and I learned this from when I got sober in AA and, you know, Part of the reason you, when you show up and you go to these meetings is, is not as just you're gaining these tools to stay sober one more day, yeah. a day at a time. 
but you're also going to these meetings to create community to to one to get out of sight of yourself and be because some days the only difference between me and someone else is i have one more day sober than they do that's it one more minute one more minute yeah and the fact that when you go and you share your experience it might give strength and hope to someone else so for me on these tuesday talks you know sometimes you can change a person's life change a person's day just by smiling at them yeah. See, truly seeing them and saying engaging engaging because you don't and i and it, it, i remember there was a moment i was at a grocery store and i've you know maybe it's because when i was growing up i didn't feel seen or because i was hiding so often i didn't yeah. feel seen or i was afraid to be seen or whatever it is just as myself i remember there's a grocery store and there's a moment and again, it's, I know I have been blessed the way when I smile, it, it connects with people. And it lights up the room, brother. And I, I love to smile. It's very easy for me to smile. And I, again, I've hidden behind that smile, but I also know it's a way to connect with another human being. And, and I was at a checkout line and, and I'm such a proponent. Again, I've trained customer service training, the whole thing. And it's, you connect with someone by looking at them Yeah. and you see them. And sometimes it's just for the exchange, but sometimes you truly see them and they see you. And I was there and this woman was having, she was checking me out and she was looking down and she wasn't looking, you could see, you Pain. just felt the weight. The, and I looked at her and then she looked up and I smiled at her and we paused for a moment. And then there was a physical, emotional, and I would like to say spiritual shift in her where she, you felt something lift. Now, again, it may have just been in the moment. It may have been the rest of her day. I don't know. But to me, to be able to give that to someone, to share with someone, to lift them up to, because I have experience of my own challenges, troubles, darkness, whatever it might be, to be able to move beyond that and to still live in that positivity. Of, and again, it costs you nothing, nothing. to smile at someone. It costs you nothing to hug someone. It costs you nothing. Well, I guess I was going to say to text someone, but it might, depending on your plan. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, so, oh, so to be able to... All you're sacrificing is time. Yeah. you know, And again, it's like in a... Seconds. You can, seconds. You can lift someone up and, you know, and shift for them what they're going through. And I have such a firm belief. And again, I, I will say it whether it's through a text or smiling someone or connecting someone or even engaging someone on social media. And I do find out that it has made a difference in people's lives and, Amen. and because they'll message me back or, you know, I had a mother reach out to me and again, it was, she was is raised in the South. She lives in the South and her daughter just came out to her and she, because of her religion, because of where they were born, how they were raised, the whole thing. And she said she did not handle it well. Yeah, she cast her daughter out and she, whatever, and it, and she realized, you know, that is not what she wanted. That she loved her daughter, and she was reaching out to me to to offer her some, not even just hope, but some direction, some tools, some guidance. Yeah, you know, like how did I handle it when someone wronged me, just for expressing truth. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about an email and I said, even the fact that you've reached out to me, excuse me, the fact that you've reached out to me 
shows how much you love your daughter. Amen. Start there. You're not a bad person. You're not a bad person for, for your experience being different than what your daughter's is. You know, and I, you know, Dwayne Wade right now, I don't know if you've. Yeah, absolutely. He's going through something very similar, you know, and, and I think he's such a great example. It's like, I, I'm a parent to my child. I'm a father to my child. I want my child to feel their greatest self, to be their greatest self, to feel happiness for who they are on this earth. And again, I don't believe God makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. I just don't. We might look different. We might have different experiences, different paths, but I don't believe they do. I don't, I don't believe he, she does, yeah, yeah. however you want to look at it. So, you know, talking about this mother, it's, again, I wanted to say to her, and again, this came through social media. She reached out to me. Yeah. So it was my responsibility to give her the tools that I, and again, this is only my experience. This is only my opinion. Yeah. And again, it's, I, and I will never profess to, to know something more than I do or to talk about something that I don't. I, you know, and again, you're the similar. One of the things that, you know, keeps me alive, keeps me excited. Not boring. Not boring. Not boring. Exactly. <laughs> we love that word. Is that I'm still curious. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of stuff and I've gone through a few things. I don't know everything. And every day it's like, even at my age at 52, you know, sometimes I'll show up at these dinners, you know, that I get invited to mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And I have as, as much excitement or more than someone who's half my age. Yeah. And again, maybe it's because I feel like it's perception. It's yeah. per listen, so much of it's perception. Yeah. You know, let me, let me just interject real quick and, sure. and I'm just going to take a quick moment. Cause I, I have a feeling we could go on you and I for, yeah, sure. for, for nine hours. So I just want to talk real quickly about our sponsors. You know, for me, the biggest thing that I always worry about from my past experience in the military and blast injuries, as well as, uh, you know, uh, uh, contact sports my whole life with lacrosse and football is, is, is how my brain is functioning. Because as you already know, uh, I earn my living speaking. I earn my living thinking. I earn my living doing research and evaluating and helping people with performance. So you know, what a godsend it was for me to discover uh, on it in Aubrey uh, and these incredible products that they're making uh, in sp specifically alpha brain uh, and every morning I wake up I drink my glass of water I, I, I pop an alpha brain for the day and it just helps me keep that uh, additional clarity and focus throughout the day uh, especially when I go from city to city or I'm around the clock or I'm like just uh, the other day I got back I, I did a, a five-hour seminar in Oklahoma I went to the airport. I took a flight all the way back to Fort Lauderdale. I got back in. I was in bed by midnight. I was up the next morning and I was speaking to the Bates uh, swim team for three hours. So making sure that I can continue that process and continue doing it as well as as really stay focused in, in developing new products in, in my own world and what I do at Frog Logic. Uh, Alpha Brain has been this wonderful thing for me and I'm so thankful for on it and producing this is their their cornerstone product. So please 
do yourself a favor. If you want that little uh, extra fire in your synapses, that little uh, extra ability to stay focused and remain uh, um, engaged in, in a way that's beneficial for you and your performance, then go check out AlphaBrain at Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T dot uh, com and check out Alpha Brain. Uh, and then another really great product that I love using is uh, the Total gut, gut Health. I've had stomach issues ever since I was in the military and getting out and have struggled for long periods of time. Uh, and so in order for me to really just make sure my uh, gut health is in tune and in line, uh, Total Gut Health by Onnit uh, for healthy gut flora is really uh, been another pivotal aspect which enhances my ability to perform in what I do for a living. So again, go over to onnit.com, tell them FrogLogic sent you, and uh, enjoy the products. All right, my, my second sponsor that I really am just so proud and honored to have is, is Wise Company. Man, um, the ultimate in food preparation, uh, preparedness, uh, freeze-dry food that lasts up to 25 years, uh, that really tastes great. I'm here to tell you, and I've tried every type of <laughs> freeze-dried food you can think of from MREs to the competitors in the field for camping meals and you name it. Uh, uh, I've, I've eaten it before, uh, and I got to tell you, Wise Company is the best. Uh, I'm privileged to have been working with this company for the past year plus, uh, they really provide uh, top-notch products, whether you're camping meals or your uh, long-term uh, food buckets that you can have for easy storage or your three-day package. They have incredible uh, uh, camping packages, these uh, weekend packages that you can find out there. Uh, you can also uh, find products for go bags that they sell that you can stick in your car if you're in an emergency situation. Uh, for me, um, preparedness is a big deal, uh, not only because I was a Navy SEAL and worked for the CIA, but also because uh, I have uh, four daughters and a fiancé, uh, and I and I and they depend on me. They depend that if something catastrophic were to happen, i.e. hurricane, almost like what we had before, we actually evacuated uh, when Hurricane Dorian came through, to make sure that I've thought through everything, that I'm in the right state of mind, that I've prepared well enough, and that they can have the confidence that they're not going to starve uh, and we're going to be okay if catastrophe strikes. So do yourself a favor. Not only be prepared yourself, but prepare your family for the worst possible circumstances. Get over there to wisefoodstorage.com. That's wisefoodstorage.com. And go through all their products. And Here's the cool thing. They have a 90-day money-back guarantee on all products, all everything. If you buy it, you, you use it, you taste it, you don't like it, ship it back, you'll get your money back. Um, you know, and, and really, you're, you're going to be uh, impressed not only by packaging, by the taste, by the efficiency, how to storage ability, um, by the, the shelf life, 25 years. I mean, this is really a company that is coming on strong and really have their focus on being the number one company in the industry. Uh, and I recommend them. I, I have all their products uh, here in, at the headquarters. I use their products in camping um, and because I have uh, a real peace of mind knowing that no matter what goes down, whether we're just out on a family hike or we're facing a major catastrophe, right? The zombie apocalypse is coming that uh, myself and my family are prepared 
to have the proper nutrients and the nourishment that we need in those circumstances. So head over to wisefoodstorage.com, use the promo code FROGLOGIC, and you will get 25% off everything they have in stock. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's the place to go. Uh, it'll just give you the peace of mind. Okay, last things I want to just talk about is uh, our Frog Logic products. Uh, to head over to froglogic.com, we've got great new FlexFit hats with the embroidered logo on it. Uh, we've got sweatshirts. We've got old school Embrace Fear t-shirts. We've got my Forging Self-Confidence book. We've got self-confidence t-shirts. We've got stuff for kids, stickers, uh, all kinds of things. And the thing I'm most proud about now is uh, the second edition in our Doc Frog series. Uh, we've got the original, which was Doc Frog's physical training manual for kids, 12 uh, exercises that your child, that you and your child can learn together while learning a motivational mindset that works. Uh, that's Doc Frog, this brilliant uh, Navy SEAL anthropomorphic uh, superhero character I created in order to disseminate the information for your kid, 8 to 12 or 8 to 15, if you want to stretch it. Um, and then also our latest one and the one I'm most proud about, Doc Frog's Anti-Bully Manual. And in this, he's got his new group, the Anti-Bully Brigade, uh, with his uh, great teammates, Wiley Wolf, a former Green Beret and Special Ops guy, uh, uh, Semper Fido, a Marine Reconnaissance Bulldog, uh, and then Hannah Hawk, who is an Air Force Special Operations and former case officer for the CIA. They've come together, and uh, what we've done is we've created an incredible opportunity for kids that are getting bullied uh, for a solution, a solution that works for them. You know, it's a shame that about 160,000 kids every single day stay home from school. They don't go uh, because of bullying. Uh, they're being bullied online. They're being bullied on social media. Uh, it's really a, a profound epidemic. And another uh, insane statistic is that probably only 30 to 40% of all bullying ever goes reported. So think about that. 60% of bullying doesn't even go reported. Well, this manual was designed for those kids, those kids that are suffering, that are in this horrific situation uh, because what Doc and the gang do and the Anti-Bully Brigade does is they teach you a sophisticated, well-thought-out way to compile a team and using modern, current technology uh, to stop the bully and to capture real hardcore evidence that you can produce not only for your parents, for the bully's parents, for your school teachers and administrators, uh, to superintendents, to uh, and God forbid, uh, to local law enforcement if it's bad enough. Uh, this is a book that definitely can help kids. So check it out at our website at teamfroglogic.com. Go to the store where you can find all types of our products out there. Uh, and also, if you or your company is looking for uh, a motivational speaker, you're looking to talk about performance to enhance your individual or your team orientation, to elevate your game by being able to embrace fear, forge self-confidence, live a team life, uh, or to find purpose or develop great culture, then I'd love to come work with you and your organization, uh, um, your team. I work a ton with teams, as you know or don't know. Uh, I'm, uh, 2018, I worked with the Collegiate World Series champions, Oregon State Beavers, as well as the World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. This year, I, I got an opportunity to work with the Penn State Nittany Lion men's lacrosse team that went to the semifinals and uh, got to work with the um, Green Bay Packers who made the playoffs and moving forward. So, uh, Please, if you're interested in some really entertaining, high energy, high impact 
type of motivational training, coaching, or just a, a hoo speech, uh, check us out on our website at teamfroglogic.com. Just find the contact portion, send us an email, and uh, we'll be in touch ASAP. So thank you so much. Thanks for that interruption. I appreciate that, buddy. I, I know um, it, and I and I yeah, support it. Right, right. Um, you know, and and I, you know, the I think the beautiful aspect of of experiencing all forms of trauma, uh, or all forms of of challenges, right, and identity, because identity is a, a massive component of the human condition. For sure. H- how we identify with ourselves, how we identify with others, how we identify in our greater, the greater context of our our social hierarchies, man. You know, and, and you know, when I come to here, you know, your page at IMG, <laughs> right. and I look at this, and man, I, I think so often you know, people will, will look at this and, and, and say, my God, he is gorgeous. He's incredible and all that. But there are so many layers to you. Sure. I mean, so many layers. And now you have the wisdom, which apply, which goes with those layers, right? You see, like you were saying, these people at these events, these younger kids, well, they're trying to show this very dynamic spectrum of who they are. But sure. a lot of the time it's, it's it's contrived. It's 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 forced uh, because of whatever's trending at a particular time. Do you find it difficult in and around this environment, the fashion industry, the events industry, culturally, uh, culturally now, right? Yeah. That that you know, with this look, with this presence, Mr. Rutherford, all this, are do people have a tendency to cultivate their own concept of your identity? Absolutely. All the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and what do you try and do? Like you, you just suggested with this woman in the South, man, you're trying to show who you are yes. and what you mean. Yes. And and that, that's really the next kind of phase of, of this growth. Right? Well, I'm kind of, yeah, that's the phase I'm in now. Yeah. You know, in again, it's, you know, you look at that picture, it's, well, let me say one thing too. When you, you look at it, um, talking about beauty or yeah. people, what people find attractive, handsome, whatever, it's all cultural, you know. It's, you know, it's, you know, to, it's so much of I think for the last year for me, um, has been. And would you do me one real quick favor? And of course. I don't, will you weave in the concept of shame in this response, sure, yes, please? Because yes. I think that's critical. Yes. You know, I, you know, the, for the, you know, talking about just beauty and attractiveness and what makes someone more attractive than others. And, you know, for the last year for me, it's, you know, people talk about gender identity and how you identify and gender politics and kind of everything like that. And one of the great things to me that has come from social media is they're all forms of beauty. Mm -hmm. You know, I happen to look the way that I look. Some people find it attractive. We'll say traditionally it's been viewed as being attractive. But the great thing and the beautiful thing about social media is other people and finding their identity and how they finding their own beauty and then finding others that find that that, that's beautiful. It's again, someone might be able to appreciate what I look like, but they're not, they don't find me beautiful or they don't find me attractive. They they, they can understand it, but they find someone else that attract, you know, it's, yeah whether it's the color of my skin or the shape that I am or, 
You know, what clothes you wear? What clothes you wear? What, how you wear them? Again, what it's car you drive. It's all a component. Less of, less car, I guess. For me, I'm thinking just physically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. Yeah, check, check. That's I'm just thinking physically. The immediate essence of who yes. you are. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and again, it's as as you know, it's we part of how we identify is how we dress. Yeah, man. And you know, I've a number of friends of mine who are trans and trans men and trans women, and and it's and then. So much of them finding themselves is how they dress and how the public perceives them. And and again, it's it's how we create perception. It's how we self-identify, you know, and, and many times it's we are stumbling on our way and things that have stopped us because of the shame that we feel about ourselves or, you know, that culturally we're not as accepted. Some are accepted more than others. And and it's Again, trying to find your way. In a way that's not letting that way take place. Yeah. And, and like I had, and I, again, I, I'm just, I, no, jump I in. want to reference and for the audience, right? Because, you know, uh, so many people out there, especially, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I posted a, a video about Doc Frog new book, right? Sure. And the anti-bully book. And, what do I get? I get an online bully that comes out and, and questions my Christianity because I say, you know, all these kids that are going through really extreme challenges, especially these trans kids, you know, the, the homosexual kids now, you know, there's this still the level of persecutions out sure. there, right? It's, it's ungodly, whatever they're, whatever they want to talk. And as a person that. Listen, there was just a 12 year old. God, I was just reading it online or last night or something like that. They just hung themselves. Oh God! Because they were being bullied because they appeared, just appeared, appeared to be gay. Wow! Hung himself at twelve. That's insane, right? Hung him. I just want to stress that felt so lost, so persecuted. A child hung themselves again, not to get no to whatever. Please, but it just sorry, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just. Well, it was the concept that my perspective when I was a kid and what you were going through sure. was radically different, partly because you were told not to inform me. You were told not to share. You had shame of identity. For sure. And maybe it would contort the way I looked up to you. All these things, Ben. And I remember, you know, when we finally had that conversation when I was 22 and and I was like, my, you know, and I'd always suspected it, but you you never been confirmed. And. And now I've said I'm forced in a way to go, well, how do I evaluate this? And for many, 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 many years, and, and I remember being in the teams and people were so homophobic in the teams. It, sure. was, it was scary, you know, and I remember being, you know, having shame to talk about you being, I actually had one platoon member say, if you don't, if you don't shut up, Brad, I'm going to tell everybody your brother's gay. And, and that's powerful shit, but it's like, okay, I'm going to cower to this. Sure. I'm going to. Sure. And so now we're in this amazing time where, where people can be themselves. Right. And, but yet there's, they still have to manage the barrage is, yeah. is, is, is that a big component of what you want to do for people is teach them how to manage the shame and also how to be survivors. Well, yeah, yes. For sure. Again, from my experience. Yeah. And some days are better than others. Listen, there's some days. Well, listen, all you have to do is read the news. Yeah. People are still killed. But not just killed from 
you know, are ostracized or lose a job or can't, can't adopt kids. It, again, it's, I'm so respectful of, or let's say I am, I am respectful of people's wisdom. We can see the world differently. We, we do. We, it's inevitable. It is. Eight you know, billion people are not going to sure. see the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But I get, you know, when we cross, cross paths or whatever. Yeah. And I'm respectful of that. And I would only, you know, again, do unto others you want others to do unto you. I would only want that in return, you know? And this is who I am. It has taken years to get to this point. Some days are better than others. But I continue to show up. And every day you get stronger when you show up, right? And, and you know, for me, yes, there are still some people, groups that don't feel I deserve to live here or deserve to breathe, deserve to have rights, deserve to marry, to fall in love, to, to have kids. What, again, whatever it is. So part of what I have wanted to make a part of kind of my existence is to show up and to, to want to connect with other people, to say, listen, I see you. I see what you want. I, I know you might disagree with me, but I just want you to know as I support you living your life and I only would want that you or hope that you would want the same for me. And so I want to put that out there that we can see each other, that we can support each other. We can have different views, you know, and, and, and some groups, again, whether it's the color of your skin, you know, you know, or women even it's, and it's not even just a being gay. It's just, there are still people that feel oppressed, suppressed, disregarded, not valued. And what I wanted to do again is being more active. And again, I think the more, the more aware you become, the, the more responsibility you have as a person, as a role, you know, when you Absolutely. know, when you know differently, behave differently. Let me ask you this. Do you believe it's possible for a utopic society? Do you think that we can ascend to a place where that level of openness, it, at least in, in, in the initial meet, because I mean, once anybody opens their mouth and engagement, sure. really all the preconceived judgment or notions, you know, are either realized, validated, or, you know, you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Right. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. do you think it's possible? No. Okay. I, and is that being no? I, I'm closed-minded on my part. I, here, here's because I I think what what you know a lot of things that I hear and what I openly have thought myself in the past sure. is, you know, people that get into activism, sure. right? Right. And this is very difficult for me because coming from what I had seen about the true nature of the human condition and how absolutely destructive we are i mean or like i should say we are capable well, of that we are right. capable of, right right when when placed in the right position and with the right priming sure we do god awful things look at the 20th century you know over estimated over three to four hundred million people were annihilated yeah. for some type of reason or another right the worst the worst century in human history and mm -hmm. we're, we're we're 19 years out of that going into our 20th year out of that and 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 i think you see on the internet all these people who talk about this higher level of consciousness mm -hmm. right to, to to that we're capable of this now we shouldn't be in this experience 
And so many people from my background or whatever, like you're out of your mind. Stop, stop lying to people. Stop teach, trying to project that, that we can live in that space. That sure. bullshit. You're setting people up for failure. You're setting all these young kids and these up for, and that's their argument. What, right. what do you say to that? That, that, that looking at it that way, it's, um, as opposed to you, like a pure utopian society, it's that, that I disagree with. I, right. I think I do believe everyone can have a level of awareness because again, listen, we react a certain way to people that don't look like us, want different things than we do or whatever. Many times it's because of fear, lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. So it becomes fearful. You feel that if you support that, that you're losing something in yourself, you feel that you know, again, so many times I'll hear people, you know, some kind of propaganda, the homosexual propaganda, you know, or whatever, right? whatever propaganda, you know, it's, and it's, it, again, it's, it's an attack. It's so many people feel it's an attack, a personal attack on their way of life, yeah. their way of viewing. And it, that's, that isn't what it is many times, you know, or again, I, this is how I believe it's, it's these groups of people that will say, Again, whether it could be the color of your skin, you know, and people don't understand it. They're afraid of it. They don't, whatever. It's just different. People don't always handle differences well. Yeah. Because they don't understand it. Or they think it's a threat to their their livelihood, their lives, what they want. And it's really not. It's there's there's an, Now, again, I'm not getting into like someone's religion who is saying it is it is an and is an affront, it is an attack yeah. on beliefs. Again, I think that's a different conversation, but again, it is the same thing. And, think, and if you want, I, I would love to have those conversations. Well, I it, really would. No, we, def time, we right? definitely can jump but, into but it. But that's a whole different- It's a whole yeah, other, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, what, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, and I started doing this, working on this show, inspired by um, this, this African-American director, Ava DuVernay, and you know, she, she had a pivot in her life. She was doing a different kind of job and she wanted to be a filmmaker. She wanted to help tell people's stories. Yeah, man. We all have a story. Hey, absolutely. Thank and we God. All have, and we all have a story to tell. Now I'm going to be in business forever. Thank God, right? Yeah. So, and again, that's, I'm such a believer in that. You know, we, all our stories have value. Amen. The characters might look different, but they all have value and they all come from the human experience. And that's one thing she did. And one of the quotes that she said, and again, I, I'm quoting it, I'm mangling the quote, but she said, you know, when she came back and she, again, she taught how to be a director and she trained and she studied and whatever. And she goes, at a certain point, I got tired of knocking on doors with people that didn't want to open the door and work with me. So I built my own door and invited in the, in the people that wanted to work with me. And so for me, I wanted to do this show where I interviewed and talked with people that had gone through something that had pushed forward, that had faced challenges, whether it because of the color of their skin, because of their gender, whether they're men or women, because of their sexuality, because of how they identified, because of their background. Maybe they came, they came from a background that didn't have a lot of money. You know, they grew up differently than other people in a, in an industry where they wanted to go into. And so they're ostracized from that, or maybe they didn't have the education or you know, whatever it might be. Doors were closed to them. 
and yet they didn't give up you know and so much of what your background is about you know never quit it's, yeah. you're it's continually showing up it's team effort it's building it's you know and so many times that that is defeating for people but again i think you know one of the great proponents from that has come out of social media in the sense of you can find other people just like you amen and so i want to do this show and you know i've introduced i inter interviewed a friend of mine who is in the fashion industry um you know who felt like an outsider working in an industry that was very much about being inside on the inside yeah. and looking a certain way or whatever and then i interviewed a friend of mine he um uh, found success, we'll say no, notoriety, yeah. on a reality show in the UK. And he came across as not the greatest guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he his dreams were bigger than that. Editing. And, you know, late... Uh, he said himself, I will say, he, he you know, his name's Jay Collins. He, he said, he goes, listen, that was kind of me. I put portrayed the character. I, I portrayed, I was this yeah. guy. And he, as we all are, we are more than just what is seen. You know, we are more than just what we initially meet someone, yeah. you know, there's a story, there's True a path depth and every there's a human soul, every single person. And that's why I do believe that we can get to a point. We do see the value and respect people, even though their story might look different, you know, and then I interviewed my friend, this Rachel Johnson, African-American stylist woman started styling in the music industry, you know, again, not necessarily very supportive of women, you know, yep. in, in the past. And also, you know, she became a stylist. And she started styling like LeBron James and Cam Newton and, you know, athletes yep. that weren't necessarily looked as these luxury brands or now, or we'll say a few then, years ago, now. they, no one wanted it that, that they didn't fit a certain mold or they, they weren't white. They yep. weren't, you know, all these things, you know, and now if you look at it, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Look at all these people, look at cover magazines, the, some of the most influential, we'll say men, right? Women too, but men in, we'll say fashion are athletes. Yeah. And and African-American, people of color, whatever it might be. It's those are the people that everyone, that men are looking up to. Well, that took, that wasn't the way it was a few years ago. Right. You know, and I also introduced a friend of, or interviewed a friend of mine, Alok, trans. They are performance artists that have worked all around the world and grew up in Texas. And so faced kind of adversity there. And, and then they, came to New York and, you know, their life was threatened every time they walked from the subway to their home. And, you know, but they, what they're trying to do is to educate, to have an understanding, create an understanding, create a connection that we are all human beings placed here on this earth and we are all experiencing something mm -hmm. and we all can coexist. You know, you don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. You don't have to want to have dinner with me, so to speak. Just respect me, yeah. you know, and I will do that same to you. And again, some people that's challenging to them because they feel it's an attack or an affront on the fabric of society. I mean, that's really this, this insanity that they're out there spewing is that, you know, be, you're forcing the LGBTQ community or whatever activism it might be, or sure. this, the sense that the cancel culture is beginning to override this very uh, ingrained fabric of our society, right? And and somehow, some way that they're gonna have to adapt, uh, right, to this. And I, I'm 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 not okay with homosexual. I'm not okay with jet transgender. I'm and I they're forcing me to be okay and all that. And I think they're all missing the point, right? I agree. It it, it is not that, and nor has it ever been. It's just. Hey, you know, you, your when your child has has more 
openness and understanding and wisdom per se as to the the perspective or the the spectrum of differences that exist in our world you know that's saying something and i and i think the messaging you know so often isn't even heard people just shut it down automatically for sure again it's different it's and i totally agree with you it's and that's why i've never gotten why there's such a anger you know again you know it's i feel it's people feel they're being backed into a corner or having something shoved down when so often we'll say whether it's with lgbtq or or again whatever it might be that is different than yours right it's different than yours it is then spun to be you're shoving something down my throat you're making me believe something that i don't believe you're to me that is that is not what the basis is it the basis of is and how i look at it again is being respectful you know it's it's i'm not i'm not i not you know someone could come to me and you know with their faith that is it is very different they're you know i'm a sinner or whatever however they view to see it i'm i don't want i'm not taking that away from you that is how you've you choices that you were making in your life all i'm asking is to be seen and and to be respected yeah. and that we are all here living together. And ultimately we all want there, you know, and again, I say in the show that I started doing, it's, it's what I have come to discover and I want to discover more again, I'm still learning. Yeah. There are more similarities than there are differences by far. And, and at the same time to revel in and embrace our differences because that is how we, how we also learn. Well, I, I love all the concepts where if you could put 10 people in a room and you, you you put someone on the outside and each person has their voice altered, you can't see the color of their skin, you don't know their, their gender, sure. you don't know their, their social cultural backgrounds, you don't know what affiliations they have, and they simply tell you their life experiences. Yes. Is the individual on the other side able gonna, gonna be able to deter, oh, that person's a black woman from inner city, south side of Chicago. Yes. That is a black man from Los, or a white gay guy from Los Angeles. And, and the reality is, you know, the core, the, the, the core attributes within the human condition that unite us unite across all boards that, exactly yeah, yeah. And, and that is you know it's that is always what has bothered me upset me or you know whatever it is when people just want to say you know he's a gay guy or you're a fag or whatever it is or you're an alcohol you're you're recovering alcoholic or it's you know it's these labels that get stuck on us yes there's part of our story for sure and they help shape us and influences you know and and that is how we step walk through life but isn't our all of us? And again, that is well. That is what makes us up. Ultimately, though, we are all human. We are all God's children. We are all, you know, we are all put on this path. And these are this is these are the attributes that we have been given, layered into our lives, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're going. We're just we're moving along. We're all, you know. I was saying to John earlier. No one gets out of bed in the morning and says, I just want to be average today. Huh. Interesting. Who does that? No one. I don't. I don't. I, I think people get out of bed and, and they go, they go, I don't want to be pressured today. I, Listen, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to feel pain today. Sure. You know, but again, no one, 
And I, he has, no one it, wants to be minimized. No, right. At all. Right, yeah. And you don't want to just show up in your life. You know, listen, some people are just trying to get through, mm-hmm. but I also, that's you doing the best that you can today. Yeah. But no one wants their, I don't want to just be an okay parent. No, I want to be a great parent. Yeah. I don't want to be an okay friend, an okay lover, an okay worker or whatever it is. No, I want to do well in my job. I want to have meaning. I want to have meaning. And, and so it's, it's the same way in existence. You show up every day in your life. Again, we do the best that we can do with what we have. Excuse me. When we know better, hopefully we do better. Yeah. So, and you, and I think, I think one of the greatest things, one of or both great and challenging is that takes a lot of time. It takes sure. a lot of time to get to that exploration process to where you're like, okay, th- this has, is becoming my purpose in life. Sure. Right? And, and so as you look now at, at your growth and everything that you've gone through and all the different changes and, you know, you know, now, I mean, <laughs> you're Mr. Rutherford, right? You, you, you're in love with this incredible man who's wonderfully successful and, and supportive. And, and James, you, you have this, you know, uh, very interesting, very energetic lifestyle of, of moving towards new identities and new things and growth. What would you say your purpose in life now is? Well, that's a big statement. Um, cause I think it's, it can shift every day, yeah, man. you know, with what you're faced with, Yeah, you know, for me. Well, because, and the reason I asked you that, because you had said people wake up in the morning and they say, I, I want to be a great dad. Sure. Uh, I want to be a great sure. friend. I want to be a great at what I do. Right. And in the context of that, that ability to, mm. is to have some clarity, clarity yes. in who you are, what you mean to yourself yes. yep. and others. And then what's your purpose? Is I, I think what's driving me into, we'll say this new chapter, new year, however you want to look at it, um, it's every day, is to push myself forward, to not be comfortable in the old. Because that to me is a place of being, un- that is, to, you know, I don't want to just sit in the status quo. I don't want to just, just kind of do the same thing over again because what has become more important to me, what has awakened in me, again, it's whether it's a calling or, you know, how I look at the situation that I'm in in the sense of taking responsibility or acting even more as a leader and showing up more, it's, you know, it's, it's pushing forward every day. It's again, some days are better than others for sure, but it's, the fact that I want to do more, the fact that I do want to be a voice for other people that are, are, don't have their voices heard, that don't see them, that are still oppressed, you know, that need some support, whether it is a mother in the South, whether it, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a, a guy who has a background and he feels lost in this world, you know, and, and listen, I still have guys that reach out to me and they want help getting dressed. They don't know how, because they've been viewed that if you care about how you look, or how you dress, you're looked as effeminate or weak or whatever. And that is that has been a huge shift, certainly the last few years, but it's still prevalent, mm-hmm. you know? So it's me pushing forward. It's me creating content. It's me doing a show. It's me, it's me pushing myself out of my own comfort zone. Yeah. 
Because again, that's the awareness that I have right now about myself. That is, I I want to do more. I want to participate more. It's again, it's is that because you're finally comfortable in your skin? Listen, there again, it's I'm more comfortable. There's still some days, and I'll be completely as I as I always am. There's still some days that I think I'm a piece of shit. Wow. That there's the level of self loathing that I'll spin. Listen, this the the deep dive, the darkness we'll say doesn't last days the way that it used to. Um, years, even when, man, sometimes. Well, years listen, for me, yeah, it's yeah. like even when I was using and then you stop using and then the, you're still left with the feelings, you yeah. know? And so you find other ways to numb them, suppress them, hide from them, run from them. Yeah. There's still days that that happens. Again, it's you, you're human. You, those, 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 Feelings in ourselves never go away. It's how you manage them and how you deal them, deal with them and how the type of effect that they have in your life or, or the type of the energy that you give them. And so, again, yes, my tools are much stronger than they used to be. Um, but again, that's why I say it's every day, it's a new day, you know, and it's you showing up and it's using all the experience that you have, the awareness that you have. And sometimes that doesn't work. And so then you have to reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, reach out studies. You know, it's, I, I meditate. I try, um, try to meditate every day. I do TM meditation and, and it's sometimes I'll, that's, that's the tool that helps me you, but you have to keep pushing forward. You know, it's, or for me, that is what I have been given. I have been given an opportunity and this platform and this time in life, this time, you know, we're going into 2020 and, and you know, maybe this will come out in 2020. And Oh, this is the new year. This special. is, there you go. Trust new year special. It. This is the new year. So, special. you know, it's, you are, you, we talk about resolutions, right? You know, and well, every day you can have a resolution every day. You can have an awakening every day. It doesn't have to be new year's Eve. It doesn't have to be your birthday. It doesn't have to be when you're getting married. It doesn't have to be whatever it is. You can literally wake up. You can be in traffic. You could be, at church, you could be wherever at all. And I'm just giving myself chills. It's like, it can happen if you're aware of it. You can happen if you're open to it. It wow. can happen. And again, you, again, there's been so many times opportunities come to you. You're not ready to see them. You haven't learned them yet. You know, whether it's in your relationship and you still need to go through a process until it ends, whether it's in a job, whether it's in an addiction, Whatever it is, I have a friend right now, it's, he's struggling. He's struggling to stay sober, struggling to stay clean. And he knows it's killing him. He knows it wow. and it's experiencing and he's being told that. He still doesn't quite get it, but that's his experience. So we, you do, you show up and help others as much as you help yourself. You know, and I, it's, it's so for me going into this new year, um, it's pushing through. It's also, you know, it's kindness goes a long way. Hell yeah, it does. And it is something that I have to practice constantly towards myself and towards others. And many times, as you know, as many people know, it's easier to be kind to others than it is to yourself. And again, people have always viewed me as like, you're such a nice guy and you're so da, 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 and nice guys finish last or whatever. And I, I, to me, that's bullshit. There's a power in being nice. There's a power in being kind. There is a power. And it gets me emotional thinking about it because I'm such a firm believer that like we can change someone's life just by being kind, you know? And um, 
so often we forget that. So often that we think we need to dominate someone. We think we need to be better than. We think we need to win. We think we need to vanquish. We think we, think we need to put down. We think we need to, we need to be the one that comes out on top. And I, 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 I will swear by this. You will find success by lifting others up. And, you know, going into this, you know, you talk about what is this new, why, why, what do I feel? What do I, you know, if, if I am finding my greater sense of self by helping others, then so be it. And if out of that, I find more success or I find more success, personal sex within myself, then that is what I am being shown, you know? And again, there are still dark days. I, I will never tell anyone that is listening or that follows me or that asks for advice. I will never tell anybody that it goes away, but I will tell you that it does get better and it gets better because of my experience. And I will swear by that. And every day, you know, you, we gather the tools and we gather those around you. And I will say to people that are listening, surround yourself with people that support that about you. There is no reason to continue to pull people around you that either want to keep you the same or keep you down. That is not serving you and it is not serving anybody else. You know, because for me, one of the greatest challenges and that we go through is when we begin to change, you know, you, you find that change and, you know, your life begin to shift. Well, you, you change, but the people around you are forced to change as well. And some people don't deal well with change mm -hmm. and they want to stop you from changing. They want to stop you from evolving. They want to stop you from seeing someone who looks differently than you do and you seeing them for who they are. And they're like, well, why would you do that? Why would you support someone that doesn't believe in what we believe or what that doesn't look the way that we look? And so they begin to then want you to stop or want to oppress you or want to shove you down or stop you when all you're trying to do is be your best self and to be loving and to be successful and however that looks, you know, and to put forth kindness. You know, I, again, I, I, I'm not a fool. I don't pretend there are people out there that that won't happen in my lifetime and that don't that don't want me or others like so me great. or like you want to find success or whatever just because it's so ingrained in them but that doesn't mean that we you I everyone listening should stop yeah you know push forward and that to me again it's I there's a part of what I'm going to it's yeah it's scary but I, why stop you know you begin to have a level of an awareness and you you fight for something you show up for something you again you show up to be your best self again I know that it can be a very Oprah phrase or bumper sticker phrase or whatever it is but to me it rings true you know if you we are here we are presented here as these souls to evolve we are presented here to go on this journey to carry a message to engage with those around us and with ourselves to learn something and at that certain point then that journey is over so while you are here while you're present while you're alive you know why not experience it fully 
why not be as open and as powerful and as as expansive as you possibly can? Don't again, I, I should say, um, this is my experience and this is my opinion. You know, I had um when this shift in my life a few years ago began to happen, I had friends say that you're throwing your life away. Hmm. You're why are you you are fucking up your life? Why are you going on this new journey? Why are you starting this new chapter? Why why would you end a relationship? Why would you sell a house? Why would you do all of these things? And and you know, at, at a certain time, it, it felt like it took the rug out from underneath me. I, w- I felt like I was getting punched in the gut because you want the people around you. You want your friends around you to support you and your family and everything. To validate our decisions, yeah. Va- see, validate, see them, see them. You know, you may not believe in them, but see them. You know, because again, you may, and what ended up happening is this one person in particular said this to me. And again, you make a shift like that. People are uncomfortable with shift, with the truth, because they haven't found their own. Amen. And so they say things and this person ended up saying to me, and you know, it's because I had to defend the choices that I was making and they, what they ended up saying was, and I was able to hear it was because it scared the shit out of them. Yeah. It made them uncomfortable. My choices was making them uncomfortable and they, they ended up saying, listen, I applaud you for doing it. I couldn't do it. And so you did. So it did. And today it's, Again, today looks very different than it looked like five years ago. Amen for those changes. And bless that, right? Bless those. Well, listen, man, you know, I, I, I look up there and, you know, I, I, not only do I just, I see a a happy family, but I see a lot of wisdom. Well, thanks. And, and, you know, with four daughters, uh, being able to uh, talk about you and, and what you represent and what you are, not only as your brother, is powerful for me, but most importantly for me. You know, I like I said before earlier, you know, I'm this eight-year-old kid who you're my hero. And, sure. and then you were gone for a long period of time. And I think because of, of, of my divorce and the process, you had gone for it right before me and and us reconnecting in this moment to finally start seeing each other. Sure. And I, I just want to say thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. It's um, what you're doing is is significant, and you know, you know, trying to uh, quantify things is always challenging in our lives, right? What is the level of impact that I can have and and I firmly believe the impact that you're having and will have is limitless. And it will certainly go on within their lives and in my life forever. And and I just want to say I love you, buddy. I love you, too. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's been an honor and a privilege. And I'm, I just want to say it's, you know, it's I'm so proud of what you are doing and what you've done, you know, that I um, I have certainly taken as those of you listening, you know, what you've shared and what you've gone through and you know the work that you've put into this into both your life into this come these conversations into your relationships into your children into giving back you know it's it you you're such a good man you know and 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 one with a good heart you know and i and i respect and appreciate um, what you're doing and where you're going 
So it's it's uh, it's a thrill to be a part part of the journey. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Before we get off, where can people find your new show? Oh, uh, well, okay. So, so far right now, it's called The Push with Eric Rutherford. And it's really about pushing forward and how we push ourselves and push those around us and, and push the conversation. So, you know, I've only just put up the... Um, the first, uh, we'll say talk, um, and it's on YouTube and it's on uh, all, all platforms that I'm on. So, and it's mm -hmm. just under, um, the push with Eric Rutherford and the push with Eric Rutherford and then and also, Mr. Rutherford on Instagram, and Mr. So. Rutherford on Instagram. And then also if, if companies or people want to hire you or get in touch with you for speaking engagements or coaching or training or whatever, um, they can go to me <laughs> or they can go to, um, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. They can go to, they can direct message me and I can connect you and, or they can reach out to IMG in New York. Awesome. Yeah. So, or WME in Los Angeles. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, certainly, uh, you know, our team, family team is going to be, fan, yeah. is going to be watching what happens in 2020. I think it's going to be a big year for both you and I. I and, think so too. And then, uh, uh, I'm certain, you know, a lot of people that have heard you from, from my side are, are going to be paying attention. So I, listen, you. I hope so. I, you know, it's, I, the audience that you have, you know, listen, I have such a respect for everyone who has taken it upon themselves, found their patriotism, you know, believe in America. Again, this is, and, and I love being able to have that conversation with people. And, and, and I, that's part of the reason what I'm doing is again, it's taken from inspiration from you and is that we do live in one of the greatest countries in the world and it is united and it is about, you know, we all have come from someplace else majority of us right mm -hmm. and we all have the opportunity to live here and to find a freedom and express ourselves and 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 to me that is one of the most beautiful things freedom of speech baby complete and freedom of speech freedom of life freedom to yeah. love freedom to to vote freedom to again everything it's and again it, you know i think there are there are, i know there are more similarities than there are differences and our differences are beautiful yeah you know they really are. They really are. So that to the me is mosaic of our culture. That's it. It's yeah. such a mosaic. So anyway, I didn't, I just wanted to say that. And again, I so appreciate anybody who's listening and, and listens to this with an open mind and, and, and know that, um, even though sometimes it may not feel like it, we'll say quote unquote from the other side. Yeah. And again, not saying that I'm from the other side, but, uh, you know, a different perspective, a different perspective. There yeah. it is that we really, it is, we are so much more similar than we are different. Amen. So anyway, thank you. I love I you. I love you. Bye. <laughs>